You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo. And Milo, we've got... Some games coming up. We had one game under our belt against Spain where we saw Donovan Mitchell play Ricky Rubio. It was a lot of fun. We saw we Donovan saw Mitchell. Ricky Rubio play his Ole defense, but also he got a lot of steals. And as you he know, also, steals equal defense. He also promoted Donovan Mitchell's shoes really well by having his entire team wear them, which was very nice of him. That was really cool. Everyone um, in Spain evidently loves uh, Spider-Man or... Aranya Omri, is that it? Like, or is it Omri de Aranya? Is it oh, like what is something like that? Or maybe just free sneakers? <laughs> free sneakers are always awesome. They're like, oh, well, thanks for these. I know uh, these are the Thanos sneakers. Good with me. That's right. Oh, Thanos is a fun idea. Oh yeah, I'm all for, for colorway. Uh, yeah, I'm all about destroying half the world. <laughs> but you know what? We've got uh, we've got a showdown. I don't know if it's quite a Thanos level showdown, but we've got Donovan Mitchell will now be facing Joe Ingles. I, I believe it's two games, two exhibitions coming up uh, to watch Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles go at it. Uh, let's listen to a little clip from Joe Ingles about it. Got a little something for Donovan Mitchell come Thursday night or what? Yeah, I might get my first dunk on someone for a while. Good luck. Look forward to seeing you there, mate. Well done, brother. All right. It's very clear that this is going to be a great showdown. After listening to that, I actually kind of feel like we're on a Thanos-level showdown between Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. My my question to you, Milo, is uh, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Um, well, this is probably one of the biggest matchups. This is back when uh, Kobe Bryant was playing. This is w- what you were hoping it, when Kobe Bryant played LeBron James. And since we w- will never be able to have that, um, the second best thing is Joe Ingles versus Donovan Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. These are two guys, two MVP uh, candidates, top of their games, going to play on the world stage. And so this is... Uh, but in all real talk, this is going to be a lot of fun because uh, Donovan Mitchell even said, he's like, to be honest, I don't know what to expect because we've only played in practice. They've never really played in a game setting. And we know that Joe Ingles is on another level when he plays on in the game. So uh, I'm just excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I, I, Twitter's going to be lit on Wednesday leading up to this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be lit on, on Thursday after. 
and on the Friday after. And then they're going to play in another game. So there's going to be some trash talk, and then they'll play another game. So this will be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. Well, it's just that's the fun thing about these Olympics. One of the thing, I mean, one of the major stories with the Olympics this year has been the fact that a lot of NBA players did not want to be a part of it. But the players that are in it right now that are left and staying, uh, looking at you, De'Aaron Fox, who left a couple days ago, and whether that's... Can we talk about that? How trash is that? Well, it's just lame. You know what? I, I think Jody Genesee made it right, and he, he might be right. You know what? He might have just got straight up cut. You know, he didn't look particularly great in the game against Spain. And no, Derek White got minutes over him. Yeah, he, like he might have got White. benched, dude. Like, Derek, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Like, Derek White was getting minutes over him. That might have bugged him and hurt his feelings. And so he he bows out afterwards. And, and he still had plenty of time. He still had plenty of time to get his spot back. It wasn't like... They're making cuts right now. They're just going to Australia. They're exhibition games. They don't have to have their final roster. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it just seemed very like defeatist. But then again, you know, it's the Kings. Yeah. So, well, I mean, in I, Kings it, it was so stupid, and it was such a dumb. Like it's almost like he took like the last person who'd bowed out and copy and pasted their tweet. It was like, oh yeah, I got to focus on you know making the playoffs and being healthy. Yeah, you're the Kings. You're in the Western Conference. Like, if it's the Eastern Conference, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's got focus on making the playoffs. It, well, in the Western Conference, I'm like, eh. Well, you got to protect those like, legs from all those playoff games from last season, right? Yeah, like, got to got to get that. You got to get that tenth seed. Got to get the those that you know those lottery balls. Not too many of them because it looks like you're tanking. Mm-hmm. Got to get paid. Get that Cancun. Got to get that next contract. That second Cancun trip. Got to get it in. Honestly, yeah. I don't know how we will win the finals if we don't get that you know just like hobbits have second breakfast uh king's players have second cancun trip uh in the off season <laughs> they have second off season second off season double off season uh it's the biggest benefit also of being known, on the kings is yeah, all the off season you get to enjoy. Last 41. <laughs> but anyways it's nice to see <laughs> it's nice to see donovan mitchell play basketball it was really fun he looked really good you know I know that the yeah, ringer doesn't really great. watch a lot of basketball outside of California, Philly and, and Boston, but if they actually tuned into that game, they would have seen that Donovan Mitchell uh, led the team in scoring and is doing really well. It's exciting to see. And we get to see it's him doing all good. I, Go ahead. I, I love how people think like Popovich is just talking about nothing. Like Popovich is just like, you know, like Popovich, the guy who does not like praising players is praising Donovan Mitchell. And they're like, yeah, I think he, I think Donovan Mitchell's guys have planted this. Well, he better not be I, recruiting our guy, but uh, he is definitely like like rubbing off on him, and it's great to see. I I don't understand. It, Go ahead. Uh, it's just Popovich is his own guy. Popovich is never on somebody else's agenda. He doesn't say things because people like to hear them. Mm-hmm. Like he. That's just how he is. Sometimes I've been a I've been a Popovich critic where I'm like he needs to be better with some uh, rookie reporters, but at the same time, like he's always been unapologetically Popovich, and so for him to be praising Donovan Mitchell, it's not it's not planted. It's not it's not like it's not earnest. It's legit. And same with Kerr. Same with all these other guys. Like Donovan Mitchell is really impressing in these workouts. 
And if you actually watch the game, you'd actually see that Donovan Mitchell looks a lot stronger and can fight through screens and, you know, looks really buff and strong. Like his defense looks a lot better in games. His defense, uh, I mean, I shouldn't say in games, plural, we've only seen one, but his defense looks a lot better. He's blowing through screens and that's a good sign, especially when they played an exhibition game against the second best team in the FIBA World Cup, which, by the way, for all the people who are naysaying, being like, oh, Team USA is in trouble. Uh, they blew out Spain. It's okay. Yeah. We good. And can I just say that they looked really, really good with Donovan Mitchell out there. And when things got even a little bit close, guess who Popovich would bring into the game? Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell. Don. And guess what? Things would solidify up and and they won the game. And you know what he ha- also did? And it, maybe it just hurt De'Aaron Fox's feelings is took him out. You know, he wasn't doing as well as he should or doing what Pop wanted, and he took him out. Donovan Mitchell, I think, even at one point got benched after like a turnover. I can't remember exactly what it was. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't mope. He didn't uh, whine or quit the team the next day like like Fox. He like improves. And that's one of the things that Donovan Mitchell does. And I don't like national people. I don't re- think realize is just how humble Donovan Mitchell is. Uh, th- national people who don't actually watch the jazz will just look at box scores and they'll they'll see the percentages and things and they they won't realize that how many of those shots were last second shots or you know what donovan mitchell does that a lot of superstars don't do is he takes half court shots he'll throw the ball from full court he'll do things like that to try to win the game and i'm not saying that's the only reason he didn't have as good of percentages last season as you would like but he's a guy that does a lot to fill the sheet. And, and someone like Popovich sees that. And there's a reason Donovan Mitchell is starting is he does the things that you want him to win. And when you lay into him, whether it's Quinn Snyder or Greg Popovich, who I'm sure has has uh, benched him at times or laid into him. And we've seen Quinn Snyder do it. Quinn Snyder has benched Donovan Mitchell at times. He comes in and he tries to be better and he improves and he learns from it. He doesn't mope. He doesn't have bad body language on the court or or anything like that. And it's nice to see. And so what that does is it gives Donovan Mitchell an opportunity to learn and grow. Something that De'Aaron Fox is not going to get. Now that he's out off the team, he can go, you know, into that wonderful Kings development system that has produced so many playoff mm-hmm. victories these last 10 years. Uh, you know, it's it's uh I guess that's a good decision in his mind, but to me it feels like you're just missing out on a opportunity to be coached and you know yeah for, for for young players this is this is an awesome time to be uh it, it you really want to be with team usa because like you said it's an awesome time to be coached it's an awesome time to uh to get to be with like how many times is if you look at like your assistant coach with the utah jazz alex jensen or johnny bryant your assistant coach with team usa is steve freaking kerr yeah like, like why, why would you take that opportunity? You're able to get the amount of one-on-one time you're able to have with elite coaches is insane. You, you have, uh, you have, uh, Jeff Van Gundy there. You have Steve Kerr, you have Greg Popovich, you have, and, and for all the people who are like, Oh, well, you know, injury concerns, a, there isn't, it's not good nor bad for young players, young players. And Amar would preach this from the highest of rooftops. That for young players, you want them to play as many games as possible and as much time as possible in their first few seasons in the NBA. Because history shows that if that happens, 
you become a better player. Now, is it is it like cause and effect, or is it just like good players play more minutes? Eh, that part's debatable. But as a young player, you want them to get as many at-bats, quote-unquote. We're using a baseball term for basketball, but whatever. You want them to get on the court as much as possible because it puts them in many different situations. And one of the best things that you can do as a young player, you can see very interesting and uh, tense and clutched uh, minutes when you are in uh, like FIBA World Cup. And guess what? It doesn't make a bit, it's not a big deal if you don't exactly perform the best that you can in a FIBA setting, because at least you're able to be in that position. And that's so valuable. That's so valuable for a guy like Darren Fox who hasn't played like meaningful minutes on a winning team. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't, he hasn't been able to be in these situations where he's supposed to be the favorite and act like the favorite. What do you do? How do you watch film? How do you approach it? Like he hasn't been on a winning team. If you're not on a winning team, why are you not sticking around Team USA and seeing how other dudes who are on winning teams work? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? And I think one of the greatest things about Donovan Mitchell is he's such a student of the game. He knows he sees that opportunity. Anytime he has the chance to be able to work and learn and and just pick somebody else's brain that is not his own, he takes that opportunity. And that's why he's got so good so fast. Is he's never been in a position. He's even if he is in the position to be like, no, I I I know what I should do. He still is humble enough to to take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of those times where he's going to get to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. And on Utah, you can you can debate. Oh, there's times when Rudy Gobert is that dude. Rudy Gobert is the leader in the locker room. Rudy Gobert is the leader in the huddle. Um, in this situation, it's him and Kemba. It's those two. And I think it's 50-50 for both of them. They've really taken that lead. And Donovan Mitchell's really taken that spot as the face of this team Uh, and as much as boston celtics fans and the ringer want to put out there that this is really about the boston celtics this is really about donovan mitchell and those guys just happen to be along for the ride they're really good players but the kemba walker and donovan mitchell are the two guys on this team are the two main dudes Mm -hmm. not chris middleton not uh jason tatum not marcus smart it's Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell. And that's really, really awesome. So um, that's what's uh, – when we lead into playing Australia, that's going to be really cool. I'm, like, I'm excited to see – going all the way back to this, like I'm excited to see Joe Ingles like, lock up Donovan Mitchell. I'm excited to see Donovan Mitchell like have to get annoyed by Joe Ingles and Joe Ingles to be like doing his clapping right back when he when he's – getting exactly what he wants and jawing in his mm-hmm. ear um, during a dead <laughs> ball. Um, I'm excited to see Donovan Mitchell try to take Joe Ingles right off the dribble. Um, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a really great game. I, I, I should say it's going to be a really great game, but it's going to have some good moments. Oh, see, that's the that's the thing I'm looking for most forward to is just that interaction between them because, you know, they're going to have fun. I honestly am excited to watch, in a lot of ways, just to watch Joe Ingles again. I, last season was such a crazy year for him and just, uh, you know, off the court stuff with his family that was 
you know, you could just tell it was taking a heavy yeah. toll. And it's just really nice to see him enjoying basketball and enjoying playing. It's refreshing to see. So it'll be fun to see. And, you know, it'll be, you, you can tell they're going to be competitive. And I actually have to say, like, Donovan Mitchell has looked really good. And the, the reason, I mean, last season he was ready to make that leap that we were all expecting. He just came into the year injured. And it wasn't till about. Yeah, he was he was barely cleared at this time. Oh yeah, last he, year he didn't even like, have that off was when he was last cleared year. for activity. I mean, he came into camp and he was still. I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's been reported exactly how much of his injury was. And could you tell how good he looked because he was load managed all throughout the exactly. offseason last year? Hit the ground exactly, running. and so this year he's in camp. He looks stronger, <laughs> and, you know. And I, you have people on the. I know we're kind of ragging on the ringer, but they said some things that really bugged me that are just not accurate. Like they claim that Donovan Mitchell is planning stories as if he's in some sort of mafia room in the back, in some back room with Brian Windhorst telling him what he needs to say. Like what is going on or his agent, like his agent, like he just like, he gives a wink to his Adidas rep in the corner. He's like, yeah, boss, I'm on it. Putting stories out there. In the Twitter, I'm gonna unleash. I'm gonna unleash the trolls, well, and I'm just gonna get all these coaches. Whenever, really? whenever a reporter asks a coach or a GM or or Greg Popovich himself, who's looking good, I've just really, I've, I've like asked him really nicely to say those nice things about me, and you know, I'm pretty sure that's what they're gonna do. But really, what it is is Donovan Mitchell's so kicking stupid. ass like he always does, and like Jazz fans have watched, and that like a lot of people haven't seen, like. He came into last year. It was just the lamest thing because right at the end of that Houston series when the Jazz got eliminated, you saw him get injured. And I think it was a little more serious than we thought. And it turned out to be doesn't get really quite right until about halfway through the year. And then he just takes this mega leap. And now they're saying in camp, Donovan Mitchell is just shredding dudes. He is stronger. He looks leaner. His shot. Uh, he's just got more experience under his belt and now he's getting coached by pop. It's this perfect storm of all these things that are going to benefit him. And, you know, people who aren't used to watching Donovan Mitchell on a nightly basis are going to be, I guess, surprised. Uh, they shouldn't be, but they will because of how good he is. I think one of the things that I've noticed just from the first game, and obviously we're not at the practices or anything, but just watching Donovan in general, but it's nice to see alongside Kemba Walker, is just how Donovan Mitchell can just play with anybody. He can play off the ball and hit spot up threes. He cuts to the rim and he'll he'll go to the rim to get alley oops to create, you know, slash slashing for the ball handler to give someone to pass to. He can take the ball and he can run a pick and roll. He can be the primary ball handler, and he's a great playmaker. He makes passes. Like how many times have we seen him drive to the rim and then pass out to Jason Tatum or? pass to Kemba Walker and it's neat to see how much chemistry Donovan Mitchell has created in this short a time with Kemba Walker it's a really great sign for when he gets with Mike Conley like that's going to be a seamless transition uh I honestly like this has been nothing but a good thing for Donovan Mitchell anyone who's not pro players playing USA basketball especially young players uh I, I don't understand because all I'm seeing is Donovan Mitchell get different viewpoints and a diversity of opinions on how to get better. Like there might be things that, that maybe Popovich can tell Donovan Mitchell that maybe Quinn Snyder didn't think to say, or mm-hmm. 
just experiences that pop has that he can pass on that are it's only going to help you know there's just no downside like yes he could be injured at some point yes that's a possibility but you know but there's as much of a chance as 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 that happening in the offseason well, like with, with anything uh, else like boogie it's just you know boogie just got hurt yeah but boogie but but he just uh, but but the the nice thing about boogie is he just doesn't have like an event marker in uh, for people's memories like no one's going to no one's saying you know what they we should ban all off-season runs we because these players are getting hurt or with uh with John Wall people are like we should ban we, we, these players need to stop walking in their houses you know whatever happened to load <laughs> management like like it, it's it's uh, for young players i can see for like kemba is like on is definitely the type where i'd be like i'm not sure if he's getting as much out of it but at the same time if the dude wants to play for team usa and he's living out his his dream let the like let the dude go like i I will I will bag on people who said they wanted to be with Team USA and they are all for it, and then all of a sudden they see people leaving. They weren't the first ones, like they weren't the first guys. And then you had CJ McCollum who was like, "No, you know, I'm I'm leaving because you know the West is wide open." Cool. Then get better at your game, like hit the ground running, see what everybody's doing. Like, what, what like. I don't know. It, it just it just seems to me like that was a very like the excuse to go home to a playoff team is a very convenient excuse for people who are just like jumping the bandwagon of leaving because because they didn't want to take heat from their fan base for staying. And honestly, if you're a fan, if if Donovan Mitchell is staying, like you shouldn't be mad at him. Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, if they want to play for their countries, let them play for their countries. Like I don't give, I don't, I don't care. I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap if they want to. Um, and also don't act like they're them playing for their country is going to increase injuries because it doesn't. Like I, I ran it. It doesn't. You could talk about load management, but even then they're playing games that are like three and fi- three to five days in between. And in exhibition, they're playing one week in between games. So it's not like they're getting overworked or anything like that. Then they're going to come home and people are like, oh, but they start training caps so soon afterwards. Want to know what any – any training staff with half a brain is going to do when Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert get back from playing internationally, they're going to be like, hey, bros, um, we're going to be running you guys less. You guys are already in shape. We know what you guys are going to do. You're not going to have to do this workout. You're not going to have to do this. We know you're ready. Like, that's what they're going to do. Because they've all, they're, they're ahead of the class. It's okay. We can figure it out. Like, we, there are smart people on, on the Utah Jazz and other teams who are ready for this. They've talked about it. And you'd have to be an idiot not to think that the Utah Jazz's medical staff is not traveling in some capacity with with uh, and with the Team USA or with the French team or the Australian team. Like they're monitoring it. They're on top of it. Because guess what? There's a million millions of dollars invested in them. Uh and so Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Chill. Mm -hmm. Just chill. I mean, honestly, the only real downside I can Um, think of, you know, playing with, with Team USA is maybe there's just a tiredness factor from being on the road for so long, which I guess is reasonable, but it's there's not like an injury factor that is going to come from that. And and players that come back are going to come back better players. They're going to become, they're just ready to get into training camp quickly. And I'm sure they'll come back and get a pretty good rest and just start training camp. I, I just, there's just so little to like complain about with this, experience and and when you watch donovan mitchell he looks like he's having so much fun like he he looks like he's having a blast Mm -hmm. and it's an experience he's going to remember forever i'm sure he'll be grateful that he got to go he gets to to get a gold medal De'Aaron fox isn't going to get a gold medal now and that's like that's too bad i i would have to i mean getting a gold medal would be a blast it's something to you'll always remember and have it's it's too bad. I don't. I don't understand why. And maybe their teams telling their players to come back, so maybe we shouldn't be hard on these guys. But I, uh, I, if they're choosing not to go because they're too cool for school or something like that, you're you're just missing out. It's a chance to really have an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Darren Fox pulling out so late is so stupid. So, um. We there's while there's not a lot going on in the summer, there are the the workout runs that are having in happening in L.A. and Vegas and Miami and New York and blah 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 blah. Um, uh, there's a really fun one um, involving one of our favorite people out there, Devin Booker. Um, I believe we have the clip. Uh, so uh, check out how Devin Booker feels about uh, Joakim Noah's squad. Guarding him a little too intensely. Hey, bro, we're not doubling in an open gym, bro. Yeah, we are. I get that shit all season, bro. Come on, yeah, man. Let's work on our game, bro. Yeah, we are. Let's work on our game. Part of the game. Send it, send it, send it. A running double in open gym? Yeah. So obviously, Devin Booker doesn't really like being guarded or double teamed where he's like, we're all trying to work on our games. Well, bro. well, you got to keep up the, you've got to keep the facade like, of Booker. You've got to keep up this idea that he's actually good and helps you win. When someone actually double teams you in one of these games and you might actually have to pass the ball to somebody, it's not as cool. Doesn't also look- like shout out to Joakim Noah finding like a, a church ball squad over there in <laughs> Devin Booker's. <laughs> Cause you know, you know, like every church ball squad doubles all the time because, like, you only got like two athletic guys. Like, you, there's like three dudes who are just like, dude, I'm, I'm, we're playing zone and I mean it. Um, <laughs> and and then they have like the two guys who are really, really over eager, who you know always got top of the key. We're like, we're playing two three zone. Uh, you dudes who look like you guys have been working out lately, guys got top of the key. So I, uh, but this is awesome. It, like, I, it cracks me up. I love Joe Kim Noah. He's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's kind of it's kind of amazing it kind of reminds me of the i think it's uh damian lillard made it he just tweeted about how he doesn't post his workout videos he does post his music and it gives balance to his life and it seemed and which is kind of interesting that he's working just as hard as everyone he's just not posting a video it kind of just like the old saying goes if a tree falls in the forest did anyone hear it same goes for if there wasn't an ig workout video on house of highlights did they actually work out in the off season uh it's very very important to devin booker that his workout videos get out there that people say wow devin booker's amazing look how good he is playing against joe kim noah <laughs> like hitting jump shots on on joe kim noah and it's i don't know, I know. It, if, 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 let's be real if tony snell like tony snell was the dude who doubled him like if tony snell is frustrating your game in the off season like what are you like what are you even going to be able to what are you doing man like seriously what are you doing is tony Come snell on. even signed he probably signed somewhere but and that that guy is like yeah, on it, his it, last legs in the league I see, yeah i can see devin booker trey lyles joe king noah tony snell rodney hood rodney hood's in there um good for rodney uh yeah, a few G League guys, and then, of course, Ben Ben Simmons, who still is trying to figure out if he shoots with his right or the left hand. Oh, that. So. Yeah, he's really working hard on dunking on twenty uh, four hour fitness basketball players. I'm, it would would you call it like jump shooting dysphoria? I really want to see the video where he's shooting an actual jump shot, but you know, and maybe that's what. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why certain writers out there are so anti Donovan Mitchell's because you know their player who they root for on Philadelphia peaked in his rookie year, and Donovan Mitchell just keeps getting better, and so it probably hurts their feelings a little bit. And so I guess yeah, I can I mean, see they, that I mean, they're just living the Michael Carter when he was brand. Yeah, the tall Rondo, uh, the tall Rondo, the tall Rondo brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tall Rondo lifestyle. But that's like, geez, how are their how are their Devin Booker stands? Like, uh, like I get it. Like Devin Booker can drop seventy in a loss. Valuable, valuable, valuable talent. Um, but why are they why are they so strong? Like, why are they so anti players who like, for example, like there's a Devin Booker crowd out there who absolutely comes out of nowhere to slander Donovan Mitchell. They don't do it with other players. It's not like they're like. Oh man, you know who we really hate out there? James Harden. James Harden gets no respect. They're like James Harden does not deserve the respect he gets. Uh, they don't do it with like Russell Westbrook, but they do it with Donovan Mitchell, and they're mad about. It. They're like, "Well, how dare he get the res- like, like he he just is an inefficient scorer." And versus like his team wins though. Like what? At the end of the day, his team wins. His team wins. Well, at some point, winning has to matter. Like, at a certain point... I don't know. You play these games... You play to score in the game? Well, I... Are we just... Here's the thing. This is what... This is what gets me frustrated about the Booker fans, and this is what gets me frustrated about the Simmons fans. They're two players that have serious flaws and reasons that they're not taking their teams over the top for... 
for Ben Simmons, it's the fact that in the playoffs, he has to sit in the dunker spot like Derek Favors because he can't shoot. And so teams just literally don't guard him and will back up and pack the paint. Uh, for Devin, and that's your point guard. And that's your point guard. Yeah, and that's a problem. And with Devin Booker, he analytically might be the worst defensive player in the league. And until he either improves on that or or gets better at including his teammates in their offense or whatever it is, he's going to not win a lot of games. It's going to just continue to be this. You know, we lost by fifteen, but Devin Booker scored thirty five. So. That's amazing. And I, 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 you know, and so when Donovan Mitchell, who, you know, he has improvement needed on certain aspects of his game with, with his, his scoring, although he shot 36% from three last season. Can we like cool it a little bit on this inefficiency stuff? It's ridiculous. He's much more efficient than people give him credit for. He's going to get more efficient this year because he's healthy and he actually has spacing. I mean, that's the other thing to get excited about with the Jazz is, I mean, they're going to have spacing like they've never had before at all times. And Donovan Mitchell has shown that he can just blow by anybody. And he, it, he's going to have a breakout year. It's it's coming. Um, and a lot of people are going to see it. He hasn't had it before because every single time he goes to the rim. I mean, context matters with these things. People need to understand that Donovan Mitchell has played a starting unit that had two three-point shooters on the floor himself and Joe Ingles Mm -hmm. and that's it and so when there's three guys that can't shoot threes they can just overload on the two guys that do and you know maybe that has a little something to do with why his efficiency hasn't been as high as you'd hope but when he's had spacing he's performed and if you look at his numbers um, post all-star break last year and and at the end of the his rookie year when he kind of figured things out He's he's an incredible, incredible talent and an efficient scorer. Uh, next season, it's just going to be a... I mean, Booker stands and Simmons stands and whoever stands. They're going to get very, very quiet. Uh, we <laughs> Should we talk about the article that called uh, these guys role players, I guess, on Team USA? Dude, yeah, the ringers, like, call, yeah, I call them, like, they said, like, there's somebody for the ringer. Um, it was... It was... Our man, actually, he's not our man. No. Um, he, it, Zach Cram of the Ringer. This dude, uh, he, he said that, uh, and I'll, I'll let's just read the quote. Let's just read the quote. The new team USA is evidently a mix of starters from the 2019 2020 Boston Celtics, a team projected to win fewer than 50 games and a, others assorted role players from around the league. God damn. Like seriously, that is some shade. Well, he has some serious shade. He, if I do a control F for Mitchell, um, it, he, he like starts to hedge his bet where he's like, it's possible that the 2019 roster could look a lot better in retrospect. If players like Donovan Mitchell and Jason uh, Tatum develop into perennial all-stars, Donovan Mitchell has averaged more than 20 points a game for his career. And he was one of the biggest snubs of the all-star game last season, along with Rudy Gobert. It was not like he, it is so stupid. It is so stupid. He outdueled Russell Westbrook and Paul George in the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't know. That's not a role player. It boggles my mind. Yeah, it's... 
like yeah, like did, just, uh, did he just it, forget he was on the team when he writes that or does he legitimately think it, that it, he's it, a role like a role player because i want to know what a yeah and he cal- and he calculates how good they are like how good the team's gonna be based on win shares like a like like peak points per game Twitter like he's like look at the combined win shares from last season and the previous season it's just like my guy what in the f are you doing man like seriously like win shares he's using win shares i just i can't and that's that's I can't. how we measure oh my gosh i mean i guess anyone who can just type in basketballreference.com can come out with with a piece that like i don't know it's yeah. it boggles my i honestly like i do they have these guys ever watched a regular season jazz game like honestly it it boggles my mind it and i understand these guys are national writers and they have to check stats for these things because it's just impossible to watch you know 30 teams and multiple games a day i know it's your full-time job and that's all your job is is to focus on the nba and 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 learn and read and write and talk about these players you know i know it's hard when it's your full-time job to do it but man it's it's mind-boggling to me how how much hate donovan mitchell gets and this season if they're okay maybe we can transition to this uh donovan mitchell's going to come back from team usa He's going to have, he's going to come out just ready to go. This Jazz team is built to win a lot of games. I I think my favorite, mm-hmm. and I tweeted this a, a week or so ago, but if the Jazz win the finals this, this year, the best part is people like the Ringer NBA crew having to write about it. <laughs> to like, I'm trying to find something of his, I'm going back in his articles. And his only articles have been about the Lakers, the Knicks, or the Warriors. Still going back. Oh well, that's because those are that, the teams in California. About baseball. Like I'm looking, I'm looking, and we're to we're to April, and we're still writing about Lakers and and Knicks. Um, and I mean, I know those uh, get still more going, clicks, but could you watch a Jazz game here and there? Like, do these guys like basketball? I know that. For me, this is an obsession. Like, and th- I miss basketball so damn much. Like, I basketball is like an obsession for me. Th- I'm up at night. I'm going to put this podcast up tonight. It's going to be really late when this goes up, uh, but I love it because I love basketball. I love watching it. I love learning about these different players. I enjoy watching De'Aaron Fox on like a Wednesday on League Pass. I enjoy watching uh, Orlando and and Aaron Gordon and just trying to see how good he is a power forward because maybe one day the jazz could find a way to get him on the jazz. And that's stuff I love to do. And I just, it, I do these guys just don't have time because they go and cover a game. And so they don't want to talk or think about the NBA afterwards. It, I honestly, sometimes I want to ask the, these guys, like, what is your free time? Like, because this is, this is my, everything is basketball. I'm dying to watch the jazz. That's why we get to watch this, this basketball scrimmage between Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. And they'll probably both get like 20 minutes in the game. And I'm going to be in heaven. And I just wonder how, well, and this is, uh, 
this is my thing with with him. It looks like he's more baseball than he is basketball. So so let's have him write it, about it, it's, it, like, basketball. <laughs> let's have him make declarative statements on how good Donovan Mitchell is when it's so so so, so right yeah. Now. So so if you're like if, if you're gonna like and and I get it, you're making a joke, like you're, you're trying to make a joke in there, but it's just like, but but he puts like and and the other thing too is he also lists like you're in that statement you're saying that Chris Middleton is a scrub. Like what what are you doing man? Like Chris Middleton made it farther than the than the Boston Celtics. Chris and- Middleton's an all-star. And went to the went what I don't understand. He's the second best player on a Giannis led team that uh, wasn't it West Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Chris Middleton, the- Brooke Lopez, all <sighs> all were there. Like Miles Turner played on a really good team or Eastern Conference. Like, sorry. It bothers. Yeah. I don't understand. The only dude that I, like they're they're as much as, man Lakers fans. Why like Kyle Kuzma has not looked good for for Team USA. Like they're game after game. I'm like, man, I'm not sure if he fits. And I feel that way about Mason Plumlee too. Like Mason Plumlee, like every time he's on the court, I'm like, bruh, like bruh. How is Mason Plumley still there? Like, is, is there is there is there something in Team USA's contract where you always have to have a Plumley? <laughs> well, you know, like, that's just like funny, I get that Plumley out there. The Plumleys have so much connections to Duke, and it used to be Shashevsky that would coach the team, and so he'd put Plumleys on Team USA as a way to recruit other guys to to Duke. Derek Favors well, yeah, should be I, there. Derek Favors should Derek be, Favors should be should uh, be there, but because Plumlee has benefited so much from having played for Shashevsky and Duke, it's almost like well, he knows the ropes and the system and whatnot. <laughs> That's and that literally might be it. Is just because of Shashevsky, he gets another chance. Because yeah, I don't know, but there's it's the plum lie or or however you want to say it. The plum lie, um, yes. Or I guess they could put a Zeller on there, uh, to to round it out. I guess with yeah, Celtics on the but but anyways, okay. I just okay. So so uh, remember how I was like they have really good doctors working for Team USA. Can I can I can I take that back for right. just a second? Take back anything? <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not throwing shade at these these wonderful people who have gone through in medicine. But Dr. Answorth Allen and Dr. Lisa Callahan both were the team physicians for the oh, New York no. Knicks. On Team USA? But, but um, yes. Um, but Dr. Riley Williams is a team physician for the, for the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. But he did – but here's, here's the thing. Um, he uh, is an associate professor at uh, Whale Medical College of Cornell. And he attended a college at Yale University and Medical School at Stanford. So that's really good. Dr. Lisa Callahan, um, her bio, um, she doesn't have a bio. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Um, Dr. Answorth Allen, how come the Knicks don't have bios? (laughs) No. Uh, It's bad sign. We're in trouble. Okay, um, the athletic trainer, Jason Biles, he's with the Houston Rockets, so you know you're getting some good uh, some rest. And Will Sevening, 
is also an athletic trainer for for uh well it's not also but he's a the athletic trainer for the San Antonio Spurs. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with those guys. Um, um, why did we have to go with the Knicks? Why were the Knicks only available? Actually, I know why the Knicks were available. Uh, never mind. Ah, uh, wow. I just undermined my whole point of being like, they're smart people. <laughs> I was there. Say, I'm so. No, I'm sure they're say, smart. It's still really good that they went. <laughs> It's like it's good that they have like now I'm like they got really good doctors too like at least they got <laughs> doctors. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, that doesn't make me. That's not gonna help. No, me they'll be fine. Night. Guess what? It's Team um, USA. They're getting better. They've got the power of Popovich. It's all good. Yeah, it's it's good. Power of Popovich compels us, leads us. All hail Popovich. So, with that being said, I think we're going to end gonna it say, on. Uh, we're going to end ahead. this on one question. I got one question for you: Chick Fil A chicken sandwich, Wendy's chicken sandwich, or Popeyes chicken sandwich? Um, well, Popeyes just released that new. I've seen it online a little bit. That new sandwich, right? So, I don't know if I can completely have an unbiased argument here. Uh, you know what? Can we give a shout out to KFC? Their chicken sandwich is underrated. I I would say. Are you serious? You're going KFC? You're going I off might, the menu on this? I might just say, hey, you know the, what's the, they have those three spaces, like the golden and the smoky hot one. And now my mouth is watering. <laughs> like the smoky hot one is really good. I don't even give a rip if someone rips on me. KFC's underrated. I'll say it right here, right now. Along with Arby's, I had an Arby's discussion the other day. I see. Arby's is elite. I, I I like. No, Arby's, Arby's is not elite. Arby's We've had elite. this discussion many times. Arby's Arby's is Arby's far is from elite. Their their curly fries no, are overcooked. They're delicious. Their they're roast beef like the roast beef sandwiches are not even put on good their bread. Sandwiches like, are delicious. If they had better, if they had better bread. No, no, they should be putting those on brioche buns. I could and eat. Copying I could out eat Arby's with every a, day. A bottom line hamburger bun. That is that is trash. That is that is a that is a garbage. I opinion, love it. And you They're know delicious. It. Like, it is quite nice. No, it's trash. No, no, no. It it is absolute trash. Like it is like the only good thing from Arby's is a turnover or a shake. Oh, it's not even their the big, gyro. Basic food. They're really good. And I and if. First of all, it's a gyro, you you uncultured swine. <laughs> really good gyro. <laughs> oh, it's so good, so good. And <laughs> what? No, it's a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Because I I will go to my grave like I, I like Chick Fil A. I love Chick Fil A, but I only get like the grilled chicken there. And the real reason I go to get a grilled chicken there is, or the grilled nuggets. Hats off to the grilled nuggets underrated um is for the sauce you Chick-fil-A go for the chick-fil-a sauce the fry on go. um popeyes is really really nice like if i had to choose those i probably it choose is yeah popeyes. it's thick it's thick it's a thick fry it's a thick fry so you're yes. getting a lot of breading, oh, breading. and I, I could see like a spicy chicken like having like you're getting it's gonna be a good spice to it i could oh, i can imagine that but but they showed the picture of it and it looks like a lot of mayo. Mm, who doesn't love a lot of mayo? Did it seem 
No, it, it no, it didn't look like. I'm a fan of of fast food and all these things in general. I generally have an opinion of all of these things, <laughs> and I'm not someone that's very hard to please. Uh, I know you're like, mm, oh I, yeah. Oh, I should but... write a song or something. KFC is good in me, and and Popeyes will. <laughs> I just really enjoy fast food. I tend to always have an item that I know is good. So, 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 what's what's your final answer? So, are you going final answer KFC chicken sandwich? Because I feel like that's like such an afterthought oh, yes. on their menu. Smoky. I yes. feel like they hey. put no thought. I feel like they were just like, "Hey, we have some buns here. Should you we heard put it here. Chicken in them. Like that's about as much work as their R and D department did for their chicken sandwiches. They're just oh, like, we have buns. They, you know what? We don't use analytics. On these sandwiches, we use love and and uh, and delicious ingredients and special spices, and they're really good. And also ignorance if you're like throwing oh, Arby's up Arby's. there with like and calling them gyros. What are you gyros. calling them? Gyros. Like it's, yep. it's like they're gyrating. Gyrate your hips and joy when you're eating it. It's so good. Wow, it's so good. I will say Arby's does have their euros are good. Like their euros are tasty. <laughs> I even get corrected in the line, and I I don't know. I hate, I, For some reason, I feel we. All right, last thing. I'll end it on this. I I I speak Spanish. I learned Spanish in Argentina. I'm fluent. Uh, when I'm talking about Mexican food, I don't say tacos. I don't say burritos. I say burrito because I speak English, and so I feel weird sometimes saying euro. But it's like a euro. No one's like putting like a Greek spin on it. It's just like euro. It's just a euro. Just it's just (laughs) a euro. I mean, but but here's the thing. I mean, you can still say taco. Like you can still say it Americanized. It's no, but it's it's not like you're saying taco. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I guess I can always say euro, but I always I feel self conscious about it. I'm not. I'm not Greek. <laughs> I think even Greek. I think Greek people would be like, "No, it's it's a euro." Well, they do correct me every single time. <laughs> well, on that note, as always, follow us at SLC Dunk. You can follow us, um, me at my underscore lo and uh, James at Hanson James. Um, you can always catch all of our stuff at SLC Dunk. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram, Instagram at SLC Dunk. And hit us up at SLCDunk.com. We got some awesome things going on. And uh, we'll see you guys, or you'll hear us next week. And it, hopefully in that time, James learns how to say you're that Arby's is trash. See you all later. <laughs> Bye.